Russia is issuing a new threat to Ukraine. Trump is now president of the United States. Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. Hello and welcome back to the Pursuing Truth podcast. I'm your host, Levi Brickley, and this is another episode of Braincast. If you guys would, please go ahead and follow me on Spotify and leave an Apple podcast rating and review if this is an episode that you enjoyed listening to. I know that this one will be really hard for those who disagree with me on this topic because we as a culture have been so segregated in our ideology, which is truly sad if you think about it because instead of being friends with people who we disagree with, we choose to, as I would say, cast them to the wolves. Instead of developing relationships and loving one another through our differences, we disregard each other because of group identity, which is truly, again, unfortunate. So bear with me through this topic. As I said, it will be a hard one to listen to. Um, for those of you who will disagree with me on this, and that is okay. I am not one to suppress the truth. So recently I started reading a book called The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Whew, that is hard to get out. Many of you feel as I do that society is collapsing to a totalitarian state. This is in part due to those who know fundamental truths yet reject the courage to create ripples within their community out of fear of exclusion. Our silence breeds our oppression of free speech. For years, I have rejected an overbearing government, a welfare state, the normalization of homosexuality and transgenderism, falling down the moral ladder and masking such beliefs in love, compassion, and empathy. Christians silenced by a virtue signal, masked in deceit. Anytime I have spoke out against homosexuality, I've often met recourse due to my opposition for where society is headed. When gay marriage was legalized, I believe it was in 2012, I was very vocal, not nearly as articulate. Not one who could say we need to hold true to the Christian Judeo values that I believe our country was founded on. In fact, I think I was a little bit harsh. We saw things from Westboro Baptist Church where they would say, God hates gays. Spreading hate into the community, but only dividing us even further. I think oftentimes when we talk about group identity, one of the problems in group identity is you have one side that is so far left and one side that is so far right. And when we have such a strong difference, it's so hard to find the middle ground because if you're not on one side or you're not on the other, people who disagree with you tend to take you to that extreme. 
But at its essence, is that not judgment? Should we not sit down and have conversations with those we disagree with for the benefit of our community? Maybe by doing so, we can do what our founding fathers did and find resolve, find areas where we can make compromises, areas where we can still love each other through our differences. I would like to share a Bible verse with you on this because what I'm going to get into in Romans chapter 1 will be what this is pretty much based off of. But one of the things that, as I said, that we're falling down this moral ladder and masking our beliefs in love, compassion, and empathy, which is really masked in deceit, is because 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but hear this, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts always hopes, and always preserves. We know what the Bible says about love, but Satan is redefining what love is, which is to accept and not to rebuke, to be silenced and not call for change in the benefit of truth, to be inclusive and not be separated from the worldly ways. Christians, many churches, and society is falling apart due to the lack of the courage of the men and women who suppress the truth for their own benefit. In the Gulag Archipelago, Solzhenitsyn writes about the genocide of the Soviet Union. And one common narrative in all of the 200-plus testimonies of friends, family, and neighbors was they were willing to spare each other at the expense of the ideology. Although the ideology is different, in the American society as opposed to the Russian society at the time, society is headed to a place that remains the same in regards to the narrative. Deny those who speak truth and cast them to the wolves. How does this happen, though? See, many people would say, oh, this isn't happening. Come on now. Well, if you're like me and you listen to Jordan Peterson, you would know this, that he was fired from a university. And the Institution on Psychologists in Canada are trying to take away his license to be a psychologist, even though he worked in the classroom at the University of Toronto, Harvard, and many other universities, speaking to young men and women who were going to be leaders in the field one day, teaching them new ways to study society and the psychology of the human mind. But he was fired. And we see this often. Fire the professor at the university who speaks out against transgender ideology. Fire the employee who speaks out against the society collapse. They say, you do not represent our ideology or the direction of our institution is taking. They suppress the truth 
and fundamentally elicit fear to keep those who know better to stay silent. Those who do this are your friends, your family, and your employers. See, fundamentally, this is why I podcast. This is why I speak on the topics that I speak on. Self-development. Because I believe in our culture, we have bred so much narcissism to the degree that nobody can be humble enough to say when they are wrong. And for this very reason, we find ourselves in the predicament of mental health issues. I believe that we must go back to our challenges. To find where we failed somewhere along the way in order to find resolve within ourselves. Maybe we develop a process, procedures, to prevent ourselves from going back down a dark hole that we never wanted to be in in the first place. But how can you do that if you can't humble yourself to the wrongs that you have committed? Now, I don't approach this conversation on transgenderism or homosexuality without anything at stake here. In fact, many of you do not know this because I have not spoke about it. It's been a challenge within my family for many years. And that challenge is having having been raised in a family based in Judeo-Christian values and being raised in a church. I always accepted the Bible as fundamental truth. And I think that there's been this attack on the Bible saying, oh, how can all these things still hold true after 4,000 years of it being written, after Christ's death, after the first century church? How can all this be true two, three, four thousand years later? And I think that that's a fair question, but I think you also have to get into the evidence, the artifacts, to fully understand how fundamental it is. You know, when we look at Bible stories and we relate them with our own lives, just how much they apply. And what fascinates me so much about the Bible is that although, let's say, Job was being told by all of his friends that he was crazy for following God and not denying him so that he wouldn't continue to be oppressed by Satan, that that still rings true to us. That those who still believe in the fundamental of the Bible, that we are oppressed by those who challenge its validity. So while so many people remain silent against cultural norms, I have chose, as many others have, to be a voice of reason against such ideologies. This is how my platform has grown to top 100 philosophy podcasts 
and amassed 75,000 followers across all the platforms. People know the truth and want the courage to step forward. This is where I feel led to go and do and sharpen my understanding and belief system. Although I am a reject in many communities, I stand at the peril for truth. In my pursuit, I do not fear rejection or lack of political gain. I fear if I didn't have the courage to speak out, culture would continue to go towards depravity rather than Christ. Therefore, I remain courageous in my calling and passion for the Lord. I do not fear man. I fear not honoring what God has ordained. So as I said, it's not like I don't have a hand in this. I have a sister that was supposed to get married two years ago. Same-sex marriage. And it created a ripple, a problem in my family. One where half of us stood on one side and the other half stood on the other. Many would say this is wrong, but I chose that I would not attend the wedding. Now, this wasn't because I didn't love my sister or want to be there with her, but that I felt that I was dishonoring what I knew truth was. And what I know truth is, is that love is to bear truth. And truth isn't always agreeable to how we individually feel. They don't always align. And I think that this is where humility is so important. I don't approach this topic without my own sins. I've fallen in, into the many things I've talked about on the podcast throughout the previous 86 episodes. I've fallen into sexual immorality or hookup culture, per se. I've fallen into drunkenness. I've fell into stealing. I've failed time and time and time again. But the difference in those of us who choose to honor God in our decision-making is that we accept what God has justified and has created judgment against. We do not justify our actions in the benefit of our pride, but rather we humble ourselves before the Lord so that we can receive forgiveness. Therefore, we repent of the things that we have done and continue to do. What I find most fascinating about this is you look at somebody like, let's start here, at Saul, right? Saul was a mass murderer. He denied Christ, killed thousands of Christians, and comes to the point to know Jesus and writes, I want to say half of the New Testament between Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, Colossians, 
First and Second Timothy, the list goes on. Paul had a thorn in his side, something that he was always at war with. And are we not the same? Do we not have things as Christians where we all struggle to fight against? And sometimes we fall into the temptation. I think that so often on the homosexual front is that culture has justified such actions by saying they were born this way. And I think that it's not necessarily that they were born this way, but this is the way Satan is presenting his war against Jesus to them through temptation. We are all tempted in different realms. I, for one, am no longer tempted in theft. But when I was in high school, I couldn't keep my hands from reaching for the shelf and putting something in my pocket. But I no longer struggle with that. I overcame that temptation. Temptations don't make us who we are. And I think so often we find identity in what we are tempted with as opposed to finding the strategy to get over our temptation. We accept it for what it is and continue to go down the path where we never experience forgiveness and we never repent because it would be too much to say what we did was wrong. So I'm going to break down a Bible verse for you guys, which is really the driving force behind this very topic, which is Romans 1.18 through 32. To really understand this is we must know what God's wrath is. God's wrath is a separation in the relationship between him and us humans. At the fall of Adam, we were separated from his presence. Therefore, we have always had to struggle with our sin nature. Romans 1, 18 through 32 says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. We are without excuse, ladies and gentlemen, on this topic about God. As I was listening to Jordan Peterson's latest podcast, um, I, I can't remember who it was, but I think it was episode 363, and him and his guest were talking about no matter how far you dig into the depth of a conversation, of a topic, fundamentally, the depth always brings you to the conversation about the Creator. And that is baffling. So, for example, 
if you're a believer in evolution, you have to wonder what that first bacteria, where that came from. Where did the first breath of life happen and how did it happen? Why did it happen? When you talk about the creation of the universe, you have to ask yourself, how did the Big Bang happen? What ignited it? Where did all the matter come from? But I think from the atheist point of view is this is nothing, absolute nothingness. And so what's been happening is that we accept pagan religions such as What's your horoscope? We accept the ideologies of evolution. We accept it as it is a fundamental truth. But the further that you dig into it, the more it begs the question of how did it all begin? For although they knew God, They neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. Oh, I think about karma when I hear that, right? You think about karma. They neither glorified God nor gave him thanks, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. (laughs) So karma, like we do all of this stuff in the benefit of us reaping something good from us doing good for others. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal men, being of birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with one another and received themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it was worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to the depraved mind, so that they do what ought not be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanders, God-haters, insultant, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey. Hold on, hold on. We got to stop right there. They invent ways of doing evil, castrating children at the peril of transgenderism. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. 
So let's say you've made it to this point in the podcast, approximately 23 minutes in. And you disagree with me about the topic of homosexuality and transgenderism. You fall into that last sentence. You just heard it. What was it? In verse 26, talking about exchanging the natural relations for unnatural ones and men being inflamed with passion for one another and committing shameful acts and receiving themselves the due penalty of their error. But you fall into the last sentence. And I don't mean this to be convicting, but that's what God's word is. It's naturally convicting. And I'm only approaching this for love for you. Because it would be unloving if I didn't share the truth. But in verse 32, not only do they continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. How can you repent if you have accepted what is being done as right? You've justified it. You've judged the action. And your judgment was that it was righteous. And in that is pride, which in turn is the fall of man, is pride. When Eve took the bite of the forbidden fruit, she immediately blamed it on the serpent. And when Adam followed Eve's decision to take a bite of that forbidden fruit, he immediately blamed the woman. Because we can't accept responsibility for our decisions. It's in our nature of humanity. Therefore, it is our calling as Christians to humble ourselves. Would it not have been better for Adam to say to God, I'm sorry that I dishonored you. You told me not to do that, and there's no excuse for my actions. Throughout my last seven episodes, you guys have heard me talk immensely about responsibility. Because fundamentally, responsibility is what creates change in us, changes our hearts. We accept what is being done as wrong. So now, what is it? Love others as you love yourself? Well, I think that's unloving if we don't share the truth. And that's why I share this message with you today. I hope for what it is that you enjoyed this podcast. And if you took something from it, if you felt moved by it, if it was one that had you thinking beyond what you hear from mass media and current day society, whether that be on your TikTok or Instagram accounts, 
Whether that be if you're like me, that you're challenged with a family member, maybe it's a close friend that is in disagreement with you on a topic such as this, that maybe we find resolve for these very issues and we can find compromises of maintaining the Judeo-Christian values in our society rather than oppressing one another in our differences. If this was something you pulled from, please share it with somebody that you think would get something from a conversation such as this also. We don't want, nobody wants our society to end up like the Soviet Union going through genocide. But unfortunately, as we continue to have this wider divide between the right and the left, choosing which side you're on, that's exactly where we're headed. Where one side is eventually going to have the power, and that one side is going to kill those who don't agree. Therefore, we have a calling as Christians to approach conversations such as this in a loving and peaceful manner. And I hope that I did that for you today. With that being said, guys, it will be a few weeks before another episode is released. The reason why is because I have felt a calling on my heart to define what pursuing truth is. And so my mom and I have agreed to do a podcast series together titled Foundations. And in Foundations, we will be exploring the character of God through biblical stories and intrinsic evidence of both my mom and I's lives. Please follow me on Instagram. Go ahead and follow and like the Facebook page. Subscribe on YouTube. All the links will be in the bottom of the description. If this was something you agree with or disagree with, please feel free to reach out to me and let's have a conversation. You can send an email to me at the pursuing truth podcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on any of the social medias. Again, links are in the bottom of the description. You guys have a great rest of your week. God bless. And don't be afraid to have the courage to speak out.